Hi guys, this is Lauren. And Jamie. And we are the hosts of the Making It Work podcast, where we're bringing out from behind closed doors the things that we're doing to make our relationship work. <laughs> I always love that, to make our relationship work. So the idea behind this podcast, I first had the idea that I didn't even care if anybody listened to it. Mm-hmm. This podcast, I wanted to be a tool for us to sit down for an hour or two hours and record these episodes and just it's a way of us to come together and do something together and and build uh so far so good it's like therapy without the expensive bill at the end yeah yeah (laughs) definitely and it's interesting how like the conversation flows like i don't think talking like this is a normal way people communicate but when there's a microphone in front of you it's just kind of comes up smoother Because you're performing, maybe? Maybe, isn't maybe. it? Maybe. Yeah, that's, same. that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with this episode, we're planning on having a little bit of a longer episode, uh, kind of doing a little bit more of a deep dive into like, how are we making it work? Um, to know that, I guess, a little bit more in our history, like I said, during the this podcast we've been together for two months mm-hmm. it seems so short when you say it out loud yeah no i think uh, november 21st was our first date that wasn't a date if you mm-hmm. listened to the mm-hmm. the first episode you'd know you know that i didn't think it was a date mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in two months i mean there's there's been things that come up because i was single with no kids and you're a single mother so mm-hmm. obviously like so coming into the relationship i definitely had some well, I guess fears of coming into a relationship with children and having that strain mm-hmm. um, while getting to know you. Totally. And I definitely had fears. I mean, dating while having kids is something that's relatively new to me. Um, I've only been apart from my ex-husband for three years and trying to figure out like, when do I introduce a guy to my kids? I've had one serious relationship and he never met my kids as anything more than just a friend mm-hmm mm-hmm so it's like navigating that and it, it just kind of like i'd say over the last couple of weeks just kind of like happened i guess what just, just happened like bringing me into the relationship as like the boyfriend right yes to the kids yeah so and you asked me like how that felt mm-hmm. how did and that feel it felt great it yeah. felt good like i was already starting to build a relationship with them and for me, it was like getting rid of like the limiting beliefs of me always telling people that I didn't want kids mm-hmm. and that the only thing, the hardest thing for me in the relationship was what were other people going to think if I was in a relationship with kids after I've said for 20 years that I didn't want kids, <laughs> which once I realized that that's ridiculous right, who cares? and like, who cares? Mm-hmm. It was so much easier. Totally. And a huge thing that's like helping me in this relationship is the fact that um my kids are amazing (laughs) (laughs) you're amazing your kids are amazing that's huge (laughs) but i'm building tools right now doing my coaching course that are really helping me like totally navigate life absolutely like um so that's one thing about well it's just it's been 12 weeks Mm -hmm. so it's been three three months that i've been doing this uh, online coaching course and it's phenomenal i love the idea of being able to listen to people actually listen to people and instead of trying to give people advice (laughs) ask them questions 
to find empowerment within themselves. That's a really interesting thing because a lot of my favorite parenting books that I've ever read talk about getting curious. And that is a phrase that my best friend and I use all the time when we talk about parenting our kids is if there's an issue, you need to get curious instead of trying to fix it or assume that you know what's going on. You need to ask questions because especially with kids, you don't always know what they're thinking or where that's coming from. So the, the idea that coaching is what's leading you down that path is, is amazing. And there should be more people out there that get curious. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that term, get curious. Mm -hmm. It, uh, it means a lot, but, uh, yeah, actually I wanted to share with you my little, we did, uh, um, a thing with our coaching course called finding your avatar and it's like the type of person that uh you want to coach and you want to help mm -hmm. or sorry i want to coach and i want to help <laughs> and who it is is it's me right it's me when i needed somebody to like, and reach that, out to and help do you think that's true for all of the people in your course are most of them identifying as i want i'm here because i want to be the help that i never had yeah cool like 99 percent of it is their they're leaning on their strengths of what they've already experienced. Right. Like it'd be very odd for like a figure skating coach to go coach. Rugby? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because it's not their strength. They could do it. Mm -hmm. But you're kind of leaning on what you know in your experiences. And it was today we went through like our help statement. And mine is I help restless adventure seekers transition from the unfulfilled careers they're in to a purpose driven life of freedom Ooh, I like it. <laughs> so that's kind of where i'm at right now and that's where i'm at in like my own like i guess life goals and like my life situation right now is really trying to um build this yeah and use it use these skills to like grow our relationship but mm -hmm. as you've already seen it's very hard for me to like impossible it's impossible coach you because <laughs> I, I don't want to coach you but totally there's... but even some of those skills that you that i've seen you like really masterfully apply to some of my friends that when you try and do it to me it just it i don't it there's an emotional block there or something it's yeah i, I heard i heard you trying to explain it yesterday over lunch with a friend mm. as to why um and I think you said that you believe that I should, <laughs> I should just think the way that you think and that I should just agree with you. It's, sorry, keep going. No, that's, that was the gist of it. It, it was, so the hard part is like knowing that this is ridiculous, knowing that like the thoughts and what I, because it came down to why can I like be a certain way to like a stranger or even like an acquaintance, maybe a friend. But then to my girlfriend be like totally unreasonable. Mm -hmm. And like to me, it's like holding these, putting, having these expectations of you that are unfair. And it's like, it's not as bad as I used to be doing it, but mm -hmm. it's still there somewhat. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I don't know why that is. Well, you know what they say about expectations? What's that? That they are resentments in waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So don't put expectations on me. But this is exactly <laughs> the whole point is that I I know that what I'm thinking right. I don't I don't want to think that way. Right. So you, you know? can't coach me and, and you don't want to even. But do you find yourself that you slip into it naturally just because that's where your mindset is? 
Mm. Are there any instances where you've thought about your coaching training and it's actually helped you navigate? I mean, we haven't really had too many issues. In our relationship. Yeah. Have we had many issues? You made a face when I said that. I wish this was video recorded so you could all see the face. I love Jamie's micro expressions. I don't know if you've ever watched the show Lie to Me, but wow, he would be a great case to study on that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have had some, some times where the coaching part of you has come out naturally. In our relationship, I am going to say like kind of, but it's more like when I have those feelings that I'm coaching you, it's mm -hmm. like I'm actually like physically trying to. Okay. But, and then when I say that, but then I think the coaching is just kind of starting to be like part of like me. And that's just the part that sits and listens. Right. You know, and then asks questions. Mm -hmm. But with you, it's just different. It's just different. It's just different. But mm -hmm. you know what? That's what making it work's all about, right? Yeah, it's recognizing those things. Well, I really like your I help statement and I, I feel like it kind of resonates with me because I've been flirting with the idea of ditching my nine to five pretty much for three years. So basically one year after I re-entered the workforce after having kids um, and, and a, lot, a lot of that, my why was, was my kids. Um, it took a global pandemic to get me to not go to work every day for a solid two months and actually get to spend time with my kids that I never got to spend time with and still make money because we live in Canada and our government was super supportive of those of us that uh, that needed to stay home and provide childcare where there was none. So I love the idea that you are, are helping, uh, what did you say, restless adventure seekers? Because mm -hmm. that I feel restless in my in my job and it doesn't help that I have so many people that tell me that I, my talent is wasted where I am, or they ask me, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. um, so that's, it's, it's really unfortunate that you can't coach me, but maybe just through osmosis, I'll be able to pick it up. Mm -hmm. Well, what's, what's been stopping you? Like, what's your biggest hurdle since, I mean, you've probably been daydreaming about, mm -hmm. sorry, have you been daydreaming about leaving your job? Absolutely. Like, I mean, you, you yeah. I have been daydreaming about leaving my job. The biggest hurdle for me is the idea of security. Um, in probably a future episode, we'll likely delve into my ex because he permeates our relationship in a super, I'll say negative way. Um, that's That's been interesting to overcome with you, but um, I don't get paid child support. So everything, any financial support that uh, that I have for my family all comes down to me. And so to take a risk, to leave a, a job that's going to give me a steady paycheck and benefits, that is, um, that's my biggest hurdle is to, to worry about how I'm going to feed my kids if I take this risk and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And this is an interesting that comes up about people believing that their nine to five job is secure. Yeah. Do you believe that this job you have is secure in this situation yes i do mm -hmm. only because of the relationship that i have with the company that i work for i know you're making a face right now because you're <laughs> thinking back to like when we first met and some stuff that went down at my job um but i i truly believe that if they were they were going to let me go a i know that it would be without cause because i'm a person who has a lot of integrity 
Um, and there's no way that I would contravene. I'm pretty careful about making sure that I, I stay inside the lines and follow the rules. So if they were going to let me go, uh, it wouldn't be without, without a fight and without a lawsuit. Um, so I, I take a little bit of solace in that. What is that face you're making? <laughs> Am I not allowed to say that? Do we have to edit that out? No, there's no allowed. It's <laughs> <laughs> just um, listening. <laughs> with your micro expressions uh that weren't so micro in that case um if you you should have his eyes just widened and he not so subtly shook his head back and forth um when i said that uh but no i do feel like that job is pretty secure um as far as am i gonna lose it likely not we are like i said i work at a hardware store we're in building supply we have had an incredible year this last year nobody's been able to travel and everyone's had to stay home and they finally realized how much they really hate their house and I've been spending tons of money to to fix that and just last week I sort of got a, a pseudo promotion at work so I don't think they're gonna fire me anytime soon now does that mean that I'm satisfied fulfilled and living a life of passion no. Does it mean that I'm scrambling to find childcare and somebody to pick my kids up to take them to their various activities? Yes, that is that is the reality, and I dislike that reality immensely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought hmm. that what I had was job security, and then some like 2012 or sorry, 2020 happened and uh, COVID came into play and then literally lost. I was a kiteboard instructor. I was an industrial mechanic and I had my house rented out and my roommates moved out of my house or renters moved out of my house. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be a kiteboard instructor and I stopped getting calls from mail writing. So mm-hmm. all three of my revenue streams dried up at once. And that for me was well a blessing like i'm so mm-hmm. glad because it was you've been struggling for three years and i was struggling for 22 years in my career that i hated and didn't want to be in mm-hmm. um and then i realized like after i started like you know listening to some podcasts and mm-hmm. listen, you know reading some books it's like it it isn't secure the only security that we're gonna have is something that we build like ourselves and that's why I believe right. anyways, which is what I've always like wanted to do. Right. But, um, do you think that that's different because of your single status and the fact that you could probably survive on ramen for three months if you had to? The biggest thing for that <laughs> was me doing, um, figuring out my, what my, uh, what what was I calling it? Like my bottom line was, I guess, or my worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And my worst case scenario was living in a van. Mm. Down by the river? On a beach mm. in Mexico. If I lost everything today. Time out. I'm I... sorry. We just need to take a pause here. Your worst case scenario was Mexico van life. Mm-hmm. That does not sound that terrible. Right? It's actually most people's dreams. Yeah. So... Putting that in perspective that if I lost everything today, if yeah. I got my house taken away from me, everything, I could scrounge up enough money to buy a $3,000 1979 Dodge Tradesman camper van. Isn't that what's in the driveway it's right now? It's in the driveway, but yeah. if I lost that too, mm. I, I have the ability <laughs> to scrounge up that money mm-hmm. and start driving south right. to where it's warm. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. That's all we need to live is warmth and 
food. Well, I mean, like, you can live in the cold, but anyways, I don't want to live in the cold. I'm, like, <laughs> pinching pennies. And that's it. And it's like, that's where, and now I have, like, that skill of being a kiteboard instructor. Right. Which, like, once you learn these, and so this is a big thing. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent because now while, <laughs> while COVID happened, yeah, I was getting frustrated mm-hmm. at people that weren't taking this opportunity to learn something new, Mm. to learn a skill that would get them through times like this. Right. And this is like... Do you have some suggestions for people who might be listening about skills that they could look into that would get them through times like this? Times like these? Sure. Um, Skills that would get them through? That would, yeah. If you, if let's pretend that I'm a coaching client. Oh, we're coaching. <laughs> <laughs> We're always coaching. No, but you just said that you couldn't believe people didn't take the time to learn a skill that would have would have helped them survive in times like these. What are some of those skills that people, because maybe people didn't take that opportunity because they're like me and they aren't cool with imperfect action. And if they can't figure out what the first step is, then they're not going to take any step. Well, the first, I mean, the first step in times like that is... Find, find somebody to help, find a mentor, reach out to somebody. Skills that I wanted to learn were learn to build a business online. Like right. the internet is everywhere. It's like yeah. something where we can all make money on it. And some people think it's super daunting. I'm doing this podcast right now with you to show you how easy it is to do a podcast. Like, sure, we're just recording it right now. I love what you but... just said right there, to show me how easy it is. Would <laughs> Be- you like to expand on that a little? Because you're a perfectionist yeah. more so than me. 100%. And the biggest thing that I've found um, in my journeys over the last, whatever, eight, nine months mm-hmm. is one of the most important things to do is be consistent. Is like, pick something, pick anything and be consistent in doing it and trying to reach reach a goal. Most people, I hate saying most people, but um, they'll try something mm-hmm. and they'll fail and then they won't try again. And I, I watched this TED Talks and this one woman was like, try something at least 10 times. Like right. try to reach your goal at least 10 times because that means you're going to fail nine. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a huge part of like growing and building something. And that's that's the thing that, lots of us don't want to go through we don't want to go through the failure and we don't want to go through that that hurt of like right. going through and the the tough part that mm-hmm. comes in doing and that. then not getting the result that we wanted that yeah i mean i used to blog back in the day when that was a super popular thing to do um and i stopped doing it because i wasn't getting the result that i was expecting i mean all these big time bloggers were out in the forefront and I thought that I was just as good a writer as any of them and that I had just as important a message to put out there but when I after I don't know four months of writing at least two blog posts every week had 10 readers consistently and I don't think any of them weren't directly related to me I I gave up because I didn't get that result that I wanted I think it's amazing you had 10 but that's, it, it's, it's so crazy. That's why I love you. Because <laughs> that 10, it's like you battle so hard for one and then the 10 and then 15 and then 30 and then 60. And then it, it starts, 
it starts growing so much. But how do you stay motivated through that? I mean, this is, this was my whole thing. We're like on all sorts of tangents right now. Um, but that, how do you stay motivated? You just have to believe. (laughs) I have three things written on my whiteboard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't write. (laughs) Just start. Yeah. Don't quit. Right. And change. Change and adapt kind of go together. If, people do those three things Mm -hmm. they will not not fail is not the right word because you're going to fail in the process right but what do you always tell me about failing (laughs) what do i always you always tell me that you only fail if you quit and you only quit if you die yeah and you can only quit if you die Yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's like the big fail but there's always gonna be like little hiccups and things along the way and like you're gonna lose your motivation motivation doesn't last for long it's it's i think motivation is something to get us started i disagree i think motivation is something that you need to sustain something and Mm. i think that like yeah you need that motivation to take that first step but everybody has that motivation on january 3rd when they go to the gym and by january 21st there's nobody there yeah so maybe that's where coaching comes in is that you need somebody who's in your corner that's going to, I don't want to say keep you motivated, but keep you focused or help you like what you always tell me to do is (laughs) reframe something when I, uh, when I perhaps communicate a a negative in my life. Um, I mean, that's, I'll say that that's one positive thing that your coaching connections, your coaching strategies have given to me. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing about a coach and why coaches have coaches and how why everyone has coaches is because we are here to shine a little light on like our blind spots or your blind mm-hmm. spots, the part that's like you don't see and it's like holding space where it's like, even if I asked, even if I asked myself the same questions that my coach is going to ask me, mm-hmm. I am going to like sit with those questions so much. I'm going to sit longer with those questions and think about them more coming from somebody else asking them to me than me asking them to myself. Right. And having someone in a session sit down and ask me these questions and allow me the space to think about them mm-hmm. is something that I really wouldn't do for myself. Right. And I wouldn't really... It, it's weird how like when I'm listening to someone speak, I'm like... I, I hear what questions they need asked to them mm-hmm. where I can't hear myself the same way and ask myself the same questions that I need because I don't know why that is. Perspective. Isn't that yeah. a big thing in um, neuro-linguistic programming? Mm. Is perspective and how, yeah, I paid attention. Mm-hmm. This is good. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, and how, how different people have different perspectives. And if you shift your perspective, you can see something. Well, obviously if you shift your perspective, you see something in a totally different way. But, um, the idea that you're so stuck inside of your head, you don't have the benefit of an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. It was like, if I can share something Mm -hmm. intimate, um, (laughs) (laughs) it was like the other night when you were taking your shirt off before bed and... (laughs) And you were like rushing to get undressed and climb into bed. And I, I asked you to wait and I was giving you a hard time. I was like, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And you said to me, I'm like, what? 
I said, just, can I just appreciate, I just want to look at you in your jeans <laughs> with no shirt on. And you were like, why? I mean, he obliged me, I'll tell you that. He put his, he, like, he was halfway undressed, but he pulled his jeans back up and even did his belt up again for me. <laughs> and I just, I just laid there and looked at him because I, I, I like the way you look shirtless with your jeans on. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you said to me? I said, you're so lucky that you see me that way because mm-hmm. I don't see myself that way yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy with like how far I've made it and mm-hmm. like my whole health fit by 40 thing I'm doing is awesome. Mm-hmm. 30, how old am I right now? 38. 38 and a half. And um, it's amazing. But like the way you see me, I don't see myself that way. Right. So that answers your question about why a coach can or somebody else can can hold that space and and have those questions available to you that you don't have available to yourself mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i no, i think you're you're totally right and um yeah it's 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 great learning this kind of all started from that those skills like that i wish people would take some time to learn different skills because once you learn, <laughs> tell us some of those skills, Jamie. That's I. Like, <laughs> that's where you started. That's from where the I started beginning. from. So tell but, me. But that's. But uh, it's not for me to tell you. It's like you, <laughs> if you have time, mm-hmm. like start doing something, and figure out what that skill you want to learn is. I'm not here to tell you what skill you should learn. I'm not going to tell you to pick up a skateboard if you don't want to go skateboard. You know, right. like, and I'm not talking about like life skills. I'm just talking about something different that gives you purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this actually today um, because it's Sunday night when we're recording this and I, I had to work today and I do not like working Sundays. Um, I have two children and Sundays are one of the days that we can all spend time together because my older daughter's in school and so I really don't like working Sundays Um, but I do it because I have to right now Um, but I was thinking about all the things that I could be doing instead of going to work and so that would be I know you love this word my advice um (laughs) as a place to start is if you find yourself daydreaming about something other than what you're doing start there Mm -hmm. start with that skill that yeah i know jamie does not like it when i give advice you guys (laughs) he he absolutely abhors advice and that's that's a uh uh, it's a coaching mentality which i totally appreciate but i love giving advice you're good at it and you should you should (laughs) should do it it's great it sounds good coming from you too Mm. but yes and i do agree with that is that's when i talk about like you'll hear me talk about this getting in a rut whether it's a relationship rut or a life rut Mm -hmm. i find it's that people just stop dreaming totally they i mean it's just so is that our takeaway from this episode learn a new skill to soothe the the uh, restless adventurer inside of you if you're not ready to commit to quitting your nine to five Mm. instead of learning a new skill find just don't learn just find out what it is start daydreaming again Mm -hmm. and start really like figuring out I love the million dollar question now it's like a ten million dollar question it's like if you had (laughs) is that because of inflation yes okay (laughs) if you had ten million Mm dollars what would you do tomorrow 
when you woke up tomorrow, what would you do? How would your life be different? Mm -hmm. For me, I asked myself that question lately. Mm -hmm. And the answer was nothing. I wouldn't do anything different. Interesting. I might have a souped up Yaris rather than the one I have right now. Hot wait. But, <laughs> but I, I would still be living in Nelson. I would still be sitting here starting this podcast with you. I'd still be learning crazy things about Bitcoin because I love it. You I'd guys, still... I don't, I don't believe Jamie right now. So if there's anybody out there with ten million dollars <laughs> that would like to prove me wrong, um, <laughs> I, you can you can hit us up on Patreon. Look for the Making It Work podcast, and let's see, let's see. Yeah, let's see if, if... call my bluff. <laughs> I call my bluff. Would that I could. If I had ten million dollars, I would love to call your bluff. Maybe, maybe some Gary Vee or Tony Robbins or some big shot like that's listening to us, and that would be amazing. They're gonna send us a ten million bucks, but a ten million dollar check. Cool. So, I mean, I think that's some great advice. <laughs> follow, find follow your, your dreams. Dream. Follow, yeah. follow it. Figure it out, and. Um, Actually, if you ever want your daydream narrated, I know somebody that actually <laughs> loves narrating people's daydreams for them. It's true. That's um, that's one of my other passions. I, uh, I've done a few. Um, basically, I sit down with people and I listen to them daydream about, gosh, anything from their perfect vacation day to uh, what they want their house to look like, if they could build and buy a house, uh, to, I mean, my own daydream, which was my perfect work-life balance. And yeah, and then I, I write them a story and then I, I record it so that they have something to listen to uh, from an outside perspective mm -hmm. uh, to to really solidify what that daydream feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, you did it for me and it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, it just gives you such good feeling. It gives me such a good feeling to listen to my story mm -hmm. being told to me. Mm -hmm. If you guys have ever listened to like a, the Calm um, app, it's mm -hmm. like a meditation app, like uh, Lauren's voice is like kind of like <laughs> that, that girl's <laughs> voice. It's very, very calming to listen to. Aww. Well, thanks. Awesome. Well, I think... This yeah, we been, did it. Yeah, I think this has been a pretty pretty decent episode, pretty fun. 30 yeah. minutes of babble between us, so excellent. hopefully we have some listeners <laughs> laughing, mm -hmm. hanging out. Um, so yeah, that's been it for our, uh, our third episode. It's been fun. And um, on that note, stay dreaming, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.